0: A little higher.com. this upcoming Friday beginnings Thursday night we will be celebrating the holiday of Tubeaf. this is a holiday that is not very well known to m- most people, uh, but it's a very important holiday, really, it's like the Valentine's Day of the Jewish religion. So it, it says in the Talmud in Tanit, there were no greater festivals for Israel than the 15th of Ab and Yom Kippur. On these days, the daughters of Jerusalem would go out and dance in the vineyards and what would they say young men raise your eyes and see whom you select for yourself and so it is written go out daughters of Zion and seeking Solomon eh, in the crown with which his mother crowned him on his wedding day and on the day of his heart's rejoicing his wedding day this is the giving of the Torah the day of his heart's rejoicing this is the building of the holy temple which shall be revealed spiritually in our days so it is not a coincidence that Yom Kippur and the 15th of Av, which is this holiday, the holiday of Tube Av, eh, <clears throat> serve as occasions for matchmaking. They're very auspicious days for Shiduchim, for couples to to fall in love with each other. Um, and it says that in the in the days, in the olden days, in the days of the temple, on these two days, the the Jewish girls would come. In to the courtyard of the temple all dressed in white and they would start dancing and the men would hide and they would look at the girls and they would like find made for themselves so the interesting thing is that these girls they would not be wearing their clothes each girl would lend their dress to someone else so you never know who was the rich girl who was the poor girl you could have a poor girl with a very beautiful ornate dress and you could have a very rich girl wearing a very simple white dress and this was done in this way so when the boys looked at the girls they wouldn't fall in love with them for superficial motives they would really allow their hearts to connect to the heart that was meant for them so it says here that uh, this is the day the, the, the Yom Kippur is the day in which the second tablets were given to the Jewish people this was like the wedding day between the Jewish people and Hashem because the Jewish people are considered the bride and God is considered the groom and the Tablets are like the ketuba. They're like the the, the, the the document that we sign when we get married that it testifies to the marriage, and. Um, And so this is Yom Kippur, and this is the the day in which we complete the covenant of of Mount Sinai. So it is the day of Israel's betrothal to God. And the 15th of Av is the day that represents the rebirth which follows the great fall of the two holy temples, uh, which the destruction was on the 9th of Av, the saddest day of the Jewish calendar. And in the 15th of Av, we celebrate the ultimate consummation of our marriage with the final redemption of the, of messiah so after relating how the daughters of Jerusalem would go out and dance in the vineyards and that whomever would find a favor in in their eyes to find their their him the Talmud goes on to describe these three different types of uh, categories of daughters of Israel this is in a in a in a spiritual sense and it says that there were three types of girls one would be the beautiful amongst amongst them you would have the prestigious lineage there were girls that had prestigious lineage and then you would have the ugly ones so what would the beautiful ones amongst them say the Talmud says look for beauty for a woman is for beauty and what would those of prestigious lineage say look for a family for a woman is for children like look where she comes from you you want to have good children and what would the ugly ones say make your acquisition for the sake of heaven like get married because this is what God wants from you as long as you decorate us with jewels because jewels make a beautiful, a, a woman beautiful. So the marriage of God in Israel also includes these three types of categories of brides. Amongst the souls of Israel we have beautiful souls, we have souls that have good lineage, and we have ugly souls, and love, then it comes to tell us here, love, there are two kinds of love uh, that uh, the Hasidic masters teach us. There is a love that is just generated by a person's mind like when you contemplate a person you can generate feelings of love i always when i teach people uh, on uh, about the shalom by classes the peace in the home i always tell the women like look at the good in your husband what made you fall in love with him remember what made you l- fall in love with him and to the men too what made you fall in love with your wife sometimes in marriage we forget what made us fall in love we're only looking at the at the negativity of, of, of the other person we're looking at what what is wrong with them and we forget what is right and we put so much emphasis in what's wrong that we end up not loving that person anymore because this is generating by the intellect, when you're focused on something that is right, or you're focused on something that is wrong, that's what your emotions are gonna. That's it, this is what you're gonna feel. So what the, the, the Hasidim teaches is that this is a, this is a love that is that we ourselves create. uh, with the way we look at people so this love can develop and and, and, and grow to be something very special or it can really ruin a marriage so then there is an inborn love that is not generated by whatever you're thinking or whatever you're contemplating on this is something that is inborn it's inside of you it's it's there you don't have to create it it's always been there so it's like when you have a, a a newborn, you, it's ingrained, the, the baby has to do nothing for you to fall in love with it, it's something that comes from inside. So, so it says here, then the the inborn love that a person has not created himself he may be unaware that he possesses it you can forget that you have this this, uh, love but which resides in his heart from birth and a natural bond and attraction that is implanted in his soul by virtue of who and what he is so you shall love God we were learning in the um, in the parasha that the Shema Israel it tells us that we have to love God with our heart with our soul and with our mind. love god is a, is a, is a, is a is a commandment this is a, a mitzvah this is something that we are commanded to do we have to love god and aside from the fact that loving god is one of the 613 mitzvot it is also a, pre- a prerequisite for the proper, proper observance of mitzvot if you don't uh, Generate this love for God, this appreciation for God. This is you have to do so you can bring it to your heart. But nevertheless, there's, a, there's an inborn love for God that is dormant inside of you that can come out when you uh, experience the first one. Uh, but when a Jew is is keeping Torah and is keeping mitzvahs, he has to always be generating this love for God. So when he's doing a mitzvah, he's doing it with love. He's doing it out of of, of gratitude to God of love, he's doing it with passion, he's doing it not out of rote, and because this is the way I was born, and this is the way I was brought up, and this became my, my way of, of life, this is a lifestyle, no, you have to really put the, 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 the right kavanah, the right intention, into the mitzvot. So it says here, that mitzvot which are not motivated by a love of god are performed mechanically and er erratically only one who loves god serves him in a manner that is both integral and, uh, and enduring so our love for god also comes in the two forms described above by studying what god has revealed about himself this is the whole parasha class i gave one is by learning about god about knowing hashem to get to know god and then we're commanded to believe Believe in God. And so uh, so one is by contemplating and meditating upon this truth, one develops the feeling of love toward Hashem. When we have gratitude inside of us, we see all the kindness He does for us, we count our blessings. There is there's this love that we generate towards Hashem. So he created a magnificent being to unite and become one with him. Indeed, this is one of the primary functions of prayer, the service of the heart. This is why it's called avoda, because when you pray, this is what, what you do. You recognize Hashem, you recognize all the kindness he has done for you, you recognize he's the king of the world, and to generate a feeling of love for the creator by meditating on his greatness and majesty but also a person who does not succeed in creating a self-generated love by this means can attain a love of God by restoring to the inborn love that he has inside of him that we all possess this is something that was inherited to us this is something that was given to us by our forefathers Abraham the first Jew who personifica embodies love he is a a chesed kindness love and kindness this is what Abraham was he was all love and kindness and um and God rewarded him with a gift of gift of fatherhood and this is why the whole Jewish people come from Abraham and the ability to bequeath this love to his descendants so each and every Jew has Abraham's love inside of him it's uh it's in our DNA it's our spiritual makeup it's there we don't need to go and look for it we just have to unearth it and reveal it. We know it's there. So the advantage of the second type of love is, is obvious. Every Jew possesses it and the ability to realize it regardless of the extent of his cognitive and meditative skills or his spiritual sensitivity Furthermore, a self-generated love will always be limited by the finite capacities of the mind and the heart which have hey, created it. So the generating love, the first type of love that we create with with our perceptions, our contemplation, our, our meditation, is limiting because we are limited, we're, we're finite, so there's a certain capacity of love. But when we can into this inborn love it's an infinite love because it really comes from From a spiritual place. So, but there are advantages to to self generated love as well. Though lesser in essence and scope, it is more keenly felt. You feel more the love that you generate. It's more exuberantly experienced. For such is our nature. What we create is more precious to us than what is given to us. So we know that when we work hard and we create and we earn and we did, for us, it has a very big value when we're giving things for free we take them for granted we don't appreciate them so so he says it says here that uh, what we create is more precious to us than the most valuable endowment, what we conceive of ourselves is somehow more relevant and real than what is learned from the greater master. So although the stimulation of our inherent love for God would suffice to drive our observance to the mitzvot, we should nevertheless try to enhance our relationship with him with ecstasy and passion, that only a love that has been created by us, that has been generated by our Uh, can can come into being so we really need to work on our love to God like any relationship you have you you, you're dating somebody like you have to be nice to that person you have to show the love you have to show that you care you have to show that you that you want to be with that person It's, it's something that you generate but if a person that you're going out who never calls you doesn't sees you once a week is not interested in your life doesn't care what you think doesn't Care what you're saying, then how can that love flourish? So the same way with Hashem, it, it has to be a two-way. He gives us the inherent love, he gives us that embedded inborn quality that we have that we just inherited if by, by default, but from Abraham, it's there, it's ingrained, but also we have to give god our love so he gives us this but we have to give our our love too so although a fire came down on the altar from the heavens it is imperative to also kindle a man-made fire so when there was a time in the temple that the that the uh, the sacrifices were offered the altar that was turned up by a fire that came from heaven. But at the same time, the Kohen, the Kohen that was doing the sacrifice had to light a match. So it has to be both ways. It can't go only one way street. So here lies the deeper significance of the Talmud's description of how the beautiful ones, those prestigious of prestigious lineage, and the ugly ones among the daughters of Jerusalem conducted their courtship dance in the vineyards of the 15th of Ab. So the dance dancing maidens of Jerusalem calling out their virtues to their prospective bridegrooms echo the call of the soul of Israel to the divine groom. So it's a it's a it's a, a parallel relationship these girls the, the beautiful ones the ones of good lineage and the ugly ones really it's a um, it's also the calling of our soul among these are the beautiful souls those who have achieved the best of both worlds perfection in their love of god a passionate self-generated love set upon the foundation of inherent love so this beautiful soul is that soul that generates the love towards Hashem but also has a active that inborn love he he works with both both of them and these are called the beautiful women call these souls to God take us as your bride and you will be rewarded with pleasure you derive when your creations realize the potential for perfection you have invested in them so this is what these beautiful souls tell God and then there are the souls of present prestige lineage, we cannot offer you the flawless beauty of the beautiful sisters, but we have unearthed the hereditary love you have implanted in us, so we love you because it's it's inside of us, we know we have this love, it's hereditary, we have it active. and this, a woman is for children, uh, our relationship might not as of yet deal beauty, but it will bear fruit. So maybe our love for you, Hashem, is not so passionate, it's not so ecstatic, it. we don't feel it so much in our hearts in our emotions but this love for you eventually will bring beautiful children will bear fruit and the myths are generated by our natural love for you for it's not your ultimate purpose in creation that your creations fulfill your will our love for you might not excite our senses and illuminate our lives but we offer you the rewards of family so even though we're not, we don't feel this uh, energy in serving you, we don't feel so passionate about it, nevertheless we serve you because uh, we love you. We, we do it because we love you. And this uh, eventually will serve its purpose. Our, our love for you might not excite our senses and illuminate our lives, but we offer you re- the rewards of family. The good things that are the tangible, enduring offspring of Israel's commitment to the creation. So even though we are not like the beautiful daughters, our actions are gonna be beautiful. So this Are the children, the actions. And the ugly ones, those who have neither roused their minds and hearts to desire their Creator nor awaken their hereditary love for him and loyalty those who never created a self-generated love and whose inborn love lies doormat beneath a husk of apathy and uh, iniquity they cry make your acquisition for the sake of heaven like m- marry us just for the sake of heaven don't don't forget us do it for your sake not for ours do it for you Hashem don't do it for us call the ugly souls of Israel take us as your own despite our because only you know what lies behind our appearance. Only you know what is in our heart. Hashem knows what everybody has really inside of themselves. You know the truth of what you can inspire in us. For you know that in truth, the daughters of Israel are all beautiful. it's the truth, a soul is always beautiful, a a, a neshama is a spark of God, it can never go wrong, you just have to tap into the right place, ignite that fire, turn on the right switch, and you will be be able to produce what, what we can all come to produce. So the daughters of Israel are beautiful, it is only the poverty that obscures their beauty you know that our ugliness is not our true essence this is not who we really are but imposed upon us by the spiritual poverty of galut yes some souls it's harder for them to connect to god they don't come from home that they have seen the beauty of Torah, or, or they live in communities where they're very assimilated, or they live in a religious home where there's no passion and no love, where they, they're, they're devoid of this. So they, 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 they feel not the love for Hashem, they feel the other way around. So we have fail to realize our potential for beauty and and fruitfulness, then it is left to you to decorate us with jewels. It is up to you, Hashem, to show the way. It is up to you, Hashem, to give us the opportunity to serve you to show us to teach, send us a good teacher send us to a good school put in our lives a mentor that will in- ignite us that will connect us and to shower us with the gifts that will awaken our quintessential bond to you and bring to light our innate perfection so I want to wish you a blessed week I really from the bottom of my heart I, I wish that everybody that's looking for their soulmate finds him fast and easy he can recognize recognized that person or she can recognize that person and together they should be beautiful daughters of Israel and and bring beautiful offspring and feel the love of God and also show the love of God so I bless you have a blessed week and live a little higher thank you (laughs)